0: Isn't she lovely? (laughs) How are you guys? So, Nicole forgot to play a video. We're going to give you instructions how to do the offering and that kids' ministries aren't open and there's overflow in the balconies. There's also an overflow room. If you feel uncomfortably close, we get it. We're being compassionate and understanding of everybody's different views of all of this going on. There is an overflow room where if kids get rowdy, uh, there's a space, a large room where we're live streaming uh, this service right now. So feel free to go there if you want. Otherwise, snuggle up to the people you probably live with anyway and uh, enjoy being close. Um, yes, I am tan, but I'm not tanning. Uh, we had the opportunity, had a good pastor friend uh, get a hold of us and say, hey, our condo sitting empty in Florida. If you're willing to, like, go change some air filters and do a little maintenance for me, uh, you and your family can just go down there for a week or so, and we're like, all right, done. <laughs> Is a tool bag down there, or do I need to bring one? So, uh, anyway, we uh, just spent the week on the beach, and it was almost as if we stepped away from COVID-19. Uh, Florida's a bit different atmosphere than here at the moment. Um, nobody's wearing masks, and you're just out on the beach, and I was catching all kinds of fish, and we were doing all kinds of fun stuff. So, uh, we're stepping back into reality, hitting the ground, running four cookouts this weekend, church, uh, funeral that I'm prepping for, for Tuesday, just like, whew, um, back to work. And, uh, I work full-time at the Troy Fire Department, proudly serving there, uh, if you don't know us here. And we're just structured a little different. We are, uh, uh, this is about, we usually have two services of about this size or a little bit more on our 11 a.m. And, um, so, but we don't have any full-time staff. We, uh, we, we just serve it's out of the abundance of our hearts and uh, we're not against that maybe one day that will come It's just all of us have a means of income outside of ministry uh, To where we just we just serve you and we love jesus and uh, that's just how we're structured at the moment So i'm excited today. It's memorial day weekend. I kind of thought a lot of you would be camping But I don't know that they open up until tuesday or are they open They're open. Okay I kind of saw the clan here. I was like, man, I figured you'd be at the campground. So I was like, they must not have opened up yet. Uh, but we had a fun week. But let me tell you about Memorial Day just briefly here. My dad, uh, who served in Vietnam, two, um, two of, our, uh, of our pastors actually served in Vietnam, Steve Bowen and, uh, and my dad. My dad lost his best friend in Vietnam. So uh, he's going to close the service, he and Patty, and uh, they're going to do and close with communion. We, we typically do communion once a month, but through this entire process, we've done communion every week. We're going to do that one more time next week and then go back to once-a-month communion. Uh, We just felt like there was something in the power of that unity, that communion with the Lord, communion with each other. Whether it was through live stream, through Facebook Live, through church here, we're just going to do that one more time. But they're going to close, and my dad has a little special thing to say about Memorial Day. But basically, it started post-Civil War, and it was um, called Decoration Day. And it was honoring those who gave their lives. And then it became an official holiday um, just in, in 1971. It became official. So we celebrate this every year. And when it, when it, after Civil War, there were 625,000 men that had lost their lives, men and women that lost their lives serving our nation and serving for what they were fighting for. And thank God we have liberties, right? We have freedoms now even because of that. There's no more slavery, right, Um, in in those versions. There's certainly still slavery going on around the world that we need to be cognizant of, uh, but what we were fighting for. But now there's over 1.1 million men and women that have given the ultimate sacrifice to serve our country. So this weekend, Veterans Day is to honor veterans who have served. Memorial Day is to to remember and honor those who gave the ultimate sacrifice a little different there So as you spend this weekend as you're cooking out as you're say a prayer for the families that have lost loved ones Say say a prayer for friends that that served alongside one another and lost their comrades, you know Let's, let's just remember that and keep that in honor. Um, I'm wearing a shirt today called Murph, and it's a, it's a workout uh, in the CrossFit community every year. Uh, Michael Murphy is, is honored with a workout, and it's a pretty insane workout. It's run a mile. I think it's 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, and then run another mile. Uh, Michael Murphy it was his favorite uh, workout, and I think he called it body armor, So he gave his life. He was a lieutenant in the Navy. He was a Navy SEAL. He lost his life June 28, 2005 in Afghanistan. Crazy story. Got the Medal of Honor. Um, Basically, to protect his men, he went out into open field and communicated to get communication to save his uh, four that were facing at least 30, if not more, Taliban. And uh, gave his life for that. So there's this thing. So I just I wanted to honor it. I'll be doing this workout. At least I think Nicole and I might partner it tomorrow, uh, since the gyms don't open till Tuesday. We're gonna probably do it at home. But we're excited for Tuesday. Um, but just some some way. This is the way I'm going to honor Memorial Day and honor some of the veterans and just do a good workout in the morning and and honor this gentleman as well as all who have served through the cookouts this weekend. So. I don't want to go through a service. Yes, Jesus first, Christ first. It's that he is, you know, our ministry is to the Lord. But we live in the greatest country on the planet, and we also have to honor. And we also get to live in freedoms and worship And We had a president just this weekend declare worship and church as essential. So, And we get to do that because men and women who are still serving today and who have lost their lives for what we get to walk in. So, um, but today I'm going to launch a three-part series on Holy Spirit, all right? We're just going for it. Next week is Pentecost Sunday, and uh, I'm going to go where too many churches avoid. I'm going to speak on Holy Spirit. It- he is the third part of the trinity or the godhead and I know that becomes a funny word depending on what denomination you came from I came from a denomination that you don't use the word trinity because Trinity's not in the bible All right, but it, it, you can use godhead, but basically holy spirit is a third of the makeup of who god is He's a third. He's, he's a, he, Holy Spirit is who gets to dwell in us. And, and there's so many churches that avoid it because they've had weird experiences or there's been some weird portrayals of Holy Spirit or manifestations that they may not be comfortable with or experience themselves. And, and we're going to get there. We're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. We're going to talk about baptism of Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about the manifestations of Holy Spirit. We're also going to talk about fruits of the Holy Spirit. Let me just tell you prophecy and tongues aren't the only fruits and manifestations like love is a pretty big one When you have holy spirit in you He looks like something and god is love. So that's also a manifestation joy in his presence is the fullness of what? Joy. These are manifestations. So, if we're walking in the fullness of Holy Spirit. We should begin to look like these things. It's not just about healings and gifts and signs and wonders and so many of those things. But I want to let you know that the Word confirms Holy Spirit and all of those things. And, and let me just tell you this: We believe in this church that the Word of God, the Bible, the Holy Bible, is the absolute truth. It's not relative to a time. It's not, it's not this interpretive thing that, oh, whatever is culturally accepted at that time. It is in itself absolute truth. It is holy. It is life breathed from Holy Spirit, from Jesus himself, and it is absolute truth. So a lot of times when we avoid these things, we're actually removing part of the word from our life. And let me just tell you the gifts and the manifestation, the things we'll get into later, they're not these things of shame or, or these things to where we leave out a group of people, it's an, an empowerment and an invitation to all believers. Not, not just some believers, not just, it says actually it tells us in Corinthians to earnestly desire or seek after all spiritual gifts. It's telling us to desire, and he, and he even confirms in his voice, he says, ask anything in my name and I'll give it to you. But it's never this thing to where it's an inferiority or it's this 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 thing of, of works or earning Listen, holy spirit is is not this mystical realm or this this equation or this this algorithm Holy spirit is the person himself who gets to dwell inside us So let me just get into some words So we're going to start there because all of those things all of the gifts and, and the manifestations and baptism All of that has to come from holy spirit we can't walk in those realms, we can't walk in that without Holy Spirit. And a lot of times we will equate those things to Holy Spirit. No, those are fruits of, those are effects of, those are, are products of Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit lives in us, then we can walk and we can, we can manifest in those ways and, and we're fully in belief of, of all of them if it's in the Word. If it's not confirmed in the Word, then, then we're not going to preach on it. But if it's confirmed in the word we are actually going to preach on those things and we're going to be open to them And we're going to seek after them. We're going to desire them like the word says We're not just going to avoid something because it might look weird Because it might be uncomfortable or because somebody we know is really weird and they did something like that That that's not that's not truth truth is this invitation that that god loves us so much He actually wants to dwell in us around us through us and one of the, the benefits of Holy Spirit is he gets to expose Christ in us through the Holy Spirit. Now, let me get to the word here. I'm, I'm jumping way ahead. So, let's see here. Many, many times we, 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 ha- we sing songs. There's churches that will sing songs, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. You know, but yet they won't preach on it. We sing hymns that say and talk about the Holy Spirit. And, and let me just tell you those Pentecostal charismatic folk in the way I grew up, Holy Ghost. Is also known as Holy Spirit. Okay, my dad, he's like a Holy Ghost guy, like, and and uh, so, <laughs> and that's okay. So king james, you know, that's holy ghost and that's okay. Holy spirit, holy ghost So so anyway, we sing about it, but we avoid it and so i'm going to start very foundational very basic because I know Um, those of you who are here for the first time about 80 to 85 percent of our normal congregation When human beings are coming on a regular basis is is millennials and gen z So we're a very young church all the all that age group say holla Some of you did so So anyway, I want to start basic because some of you may have grown up in churches where Holy Spirit was avoided, where maybe there wasn't an invitation for the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the gifts of the Holy Spirit or manifestations or, or, you know, we talk about the fruits of the Holy Spirit a lot, right? But sometimes that becomes works and performance if we actually don't let the Holy Spirit dwell in us and it's just the overflow, right, of who He is in us. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, like all of these things are actually just an overflow. And when we're squeezed, especially in COVID-19 times, and we got to wear that mask into that place, we don't really want to, if that's where you stand on it, you know, or, or like we just want to hug somebody that we've missed, or, or we don't want to not be able to go to that concert or that sports event or that Ohio State football game, <laughs> right? Those things like we're squeezed and it begins to become frustrating or on greater levels, you're laid off or your finances are affected, or, or whatever else was canceled or postponed. You're squeezed, so what's coming out? Nicole and I, we've been talking about this a lot in heart issues. A lot of times, you know, and then our mouth becomes a reflection of our heart, right? That's what the Word says. So when we're squeezed, if the Holy Spirit's in us, pop goes this fruit of joy, and we're going to talk about that the final week. But who is Holy Spirit? Okay, now, let me, let me just, there's some words that, are, that get really weird. Trinity is a very offensive word to some denominations, believe it or not. And uh, my wife and I, we grew up in a, in a realm where I didn't use the word Trinity because it's not in the Bible. And we got started, we got, um, we're serious, we begin dating, then we're um, getting engaged, and we're like having these serious religious uh, confrontations, all out fights. I'll just not, I'll just not sugarcoat it. And uh, so we would get in these battles. Now, at the time, I wasn't even a believer, but I knew the Word. I just didn't know the God of the Word. I knew the Word of God, but not the God of the Word. So we'd get, i become like this atheist, but yet I would argue the way I was raised. And then uh, and she would argue the way she was raised, and they were, they were different. She was raised in a Nazarene church. I was raised in a, in a Pentecostal church. And, and what happened was her mom one night sat us down, and she's like, what do you mean when you say Trinity to Nicole? What do you mean when you say oneness is the, way, the word that we used? And then as we begin to explain out what we meant, all of a sudden it came into this thing that was the Godhead, God the Father, God Jesus the Son, and Holy Spirit are all one and all the same. As we begin to explain and bring, get rid of the terminology, the Godhead, the way we explain it, was identical, the same, with no differences. So let's throw out some of those words that have been hang ups for some of us that grew up different than others. And let's just say God is the three in one. We have God the Father. We had His Son who manifested, who through the virgin birth of Mary came to earth to pay a price, to live a perfect life, to die on a cross for you and I, to be resurrected, to invite us into eternal eternity. Then the gift was being poured out that He said, I'm leaving an advocate. Now, now here's what he says in John 14, then in 15, he's saying, abide in me, I and you, you and I, that Jesus is having this conversation with the Father. So John 14, 15, and 16, for the sake of time, I can't go there today. But John's 14, 15, and 16 have this beautiful portrayal of Jesus telling the disciples and promising the Holy Spirit. And he says he's going to, a comforter or an advocate's coming, he's going to comfort you. Now in that context, he uses the word in the, from the root word, that means he is the same as me. Jesus is saying, I must ascend. I must fulfill this so that you can be forgiven, so that you can live eternally. I'm going to go sit at the right hand of the Father. I'm going to intercede on your behalf, right? And he says, but somebody's coming to comfort you, to guide you. And and, and then he says, go to the upper room, wait, right? And that's next week, the outpouring of this Holy Spirit. And and, in Acts 2, we're going to get there on the day of Pentecost, Pentecost Sunday next week. So as we go through this, is, is it okay if I just teach some basic things on this? Alright, good We don't want to leave anybody behind So as we go through this All of a sudden he's saying Now I'm leaving you an advocate, a comforter And if you believe in him You'll never, you know, he's saying all these things But basically I'm leaving my equal part Is what it translates to The same as me Now it's, it's described I heard Bill Johnson describe it once As, it's a, as explaining chairs You can have different chairs, and and like the stool up here is different than that chair. But in this context, in John 14, when he's saying comforter or advocate, it's actually saying the same as me, meaning these two chairs are, are different, but they're the same identical chair. They're even connected together. Those are the same. So Holy Spirit was being poured out and was given to us that any born-again believer who who asks for the forgiveness of sins and receives Jesus in that forgiveness of what happened on the cross and the resurrection, all of a sudden there's a born-again experience where now Holy Spirit lives in us and dwells in us and we invite him to live in our hearts and take over who we are in the flesh okay this is all confirmed in the word that's that's the typical gospel the typical salvation message the born-again experience so to every believer is this invitation that holy spirit gets to dwell in us now then when the holy spirit's dwelling in us all of a sudden we get to walk in a fullness and jesus when he modeled the earth and when he when he walked the earth he modeled what the fullness of holy spirit was He demonstrated. It wasn't just a theology. It wasn't just a theory of Holy Spirit. It was a demonstration of Holy Spirit. He began to heal people. He began to raise the dead. He began to bring joy and and bring peace wherever he went, right? He became a model. So when we're walking in the fullness of Holy Spirit, all of a sudden, signs and wonders and these things begin to happen around us because Jesus was perfect theology, not just theory, but demonstration, now, let me go to the Word, because a lot of times we think, well, Holy Spirit was only poured out after Jesus left. No, that would make it actually a separate part of the Godhead. Let me, let, me, let me just back up here just a second. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit have always existed together from the beginning of time. It's not this thing that was given later, and a lot of times we may have grown up in places and said, well, that came after Jesus left. No, let's go to Genesis. We're going to start in Genesis 1. 1 and 2 remind me to talk about invitation to a family, okay I skipped over that, I want to get back to that Genesis 1, 1 and 2 26 and 27 is where I'm going to go it says this, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth the earth was without form and void and the darkness was over the face of the deep now here's, here's the key And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. From the beginning of time, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and Holy Spirit were all in this together. Then we get to verse 26. We skip down. This is creation. He's creating the seven days, seventh being rest. Here's what happens. We get to verse 26 and 27. Then God said, Let us make man in what? Our image. Speaking plural in that sense. Let us let us make man in our image meaning god the father the son the holy spirit through a party and when he he actually before the foundations of the world he created you he formed you he knit you together in your mother's womb he even called you by name and numbered the hairs on your head that's how much he loves you in his image so let us make man in our image so from the beginning of time genesis 1 the holy spirit was hovering over the earth and then they made he made as one, three in one. He made man in his image. And then it goes on to say, um, in verse 27, So God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him. Male and female, he created them. So there's an us, and then there's a him, he, meaning three in one. Now let me just confirm this in Deuteronomy 6, 4. It says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is what? One. I know this is very basic, elementary uh, things, but if you get this teaching, I can't tell you how many times I've I've had to have arguments in the religious world that God being three separate or three together, <laughs> and we can complicate this so hard, but we can just make it really simple. I am a dad. I am a husband. I'm also a son. You're gonna see my dad later. All right? But I'm Aaron. There's there's one of me. I, I carry three or more roles. I'm a lieutenant, I'm I'm a pastor, I'm all these things, right? Those are the roles, and each one looks a little different. See so if God the Father, the Father that created everything, He created you, He loves you. Remember from the foundations of the earth, He created you, He formed you because He loves you. And you're His children. That is what you are, right? Galatians 4, Romans 8, 1 John 3, your, your children, your sons and daughters, bought with a price through the spirit of adoption. You're his children, his sons and daughters, where you can cry out what? Abba, Father, or a term of endearment to today's language, Daddy, right? I'm a little boy with a great big dad, and it's awesome. So anyway, we, we have this, the Father, and then we have Jesus, the Son. God so loved the world that he gave What? His only begotten son that whoever believes in him won't perish, but have what? Eternal life, everlasting life. So so we have Jesus the Son. Now Jesus is a son which in the Bible says that God is the king of what? Kings. Why does he make that plural? Because we're also in a royal family. So Jesus takes on this figure of like a brother, a friend. He says he's closer than a brother. He's, he sticks like a friend, right? So Jesus in this realm of like, it's almost like, um, I don't mean this disrespectfully or not in awe or fear, but a sibling, so there's the realm of like I get to hang out with Jesus, I get to, I get to party with Jesus, I get to celebrate with Jesus, right? He's my pal, he's my friend, he's my brother, and he is a person. We have personal relationship. Amen? I'm not getting too weird on you, am I? All right, good. I see most people saying no. The Holy Spirit is promised to have the nature of what? Comforter, guide. What's that what's that resemble? Holy Spirit's more nurturing, like a mother am i am i wrong here if you've had a sozo if you've had some of these ministries and you look into the, the 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 natures of god in the godhead you have the father you have the son and then you have holy spirit who's a nurturer a comforter a guide right who convicts who corrects when wrong these are things this is what a good mom does so you have these things so what this is is when you are a part of all three in one all of a sudden now this is an invitation into a family you're not an orphan even in john 14 in the same scriptures i was referencing he says i will not leave you as orphans i will come to you so the father even though jesus was leaving he's telling the disciples say hey it's okay because i'm sending somebody a comforter who's going to comfort you and i won't leave you as orphans you won't be alone so then we get get on here so who's holy spirit Holy Spirit is the person Jesus in us and around us He's not a mystical realm a methodology or an equation <laughs> All right Holy Spirit is a person Okay, and Holy Spirit is who lives in every born-again believer who's empowered and equipped to reveal Jesus Now here's a few things he guides he reveals the truth He convicts he comforts us gives us spiritual gifts and make us look more like Jesus Anybody disagreeing with what i'm saying? If so, the door's... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Email me. It's josh.haas <laughs> at theur.net. So, some references. I love finding other areas because sometimes we, we avoid the Holy Spirit because we'll attach it only to the day of Pentecost or only to an outpouring or an infilling of the Holy Ghost or, or, or these signs and manifestations when really the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. So we have these other references where Psalm, and David saying in Psalms, please don't take away the Holy Spirit. Dave is writing this song, and it's part of that. Isaiah said the Holy Spirit had come upon him. All right, we go to Joel, who prophesies an outpouring to all flesh. Again, referenced in Acts 2 that we'll get to in the next couple weeks. So so Joel is even referencing that that my spirit will be on all flesh. Then Jesus' baptism. This is a great portrayal of these dynamics, Jesus is getting baptized by john the baptist. He's at the jordan. It's also a message of identity So all of a sudden jesus messiah God in flesh is baptized Comes up out of the water and then the father says this is my beloved son with whom i'm well pleased Now, this is around 30 years of Jesus. This is prior to any ministry, prior to a miracle, prior to raising the dead, prior to to the Sermon on the Mount, or any of these, these things that Jesus did in the three years of ministry that he was on the earth. But yet the Father's saying, this is my son with whom I'm proud, my beloved, beloved son. Be loved. Human beings, not human doings. You can't earn this, right? It's just his love. You can't earn salvation. It's his love. He gave it freely. So then all of a sudden, so we have Jesus Messiah being baptized, God the Father affirming him, and then all of a sudden the heavens open up and the Holy Spirit descends like a dove and rests on Jesus. Then it activates him, empowers him into the fullness of Holy Spirit to look like Holy Spirit, to be perfect theology, to demonstrate and model what an overcoming and uh, uh, overflowing life of Holy Spirit is. Okay, So then we even get to the angel where, where the angel tells Mary, you know, the angel's telling him about Jesus coming. It says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And then we're instructed in Matthew and Mark on the Great Commission to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay? So the word Trinity is not in the Bible, but the methodology, the, 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 the concept of it is, meaning triune, three in one. There's other, there's other um, words in the Bible that get, get a little weird and wonky. We hear the word charismatic, get a little crazy, like, oh, they're charismatic. (laughs) Yes, I want to be eager about the charis, the charis of of Jesus, meaning the grace and the grace gifts. Yeah, I want to be eager about the grace of God. I'm okay, call me charismatic. Okay, I I want to be excited about charis, the grace, and the grace gifts of God. So let's let's move on. 2 Corinthians says this. And this is kind of the last of the foundation, and I'm just going to tell you it's a promise for us to walk in spirit and ask him to dwell in us and for it to live in us, and then we'll get to see effects, manifestations, gifts, baptisms, these awesome things that, that can and will happen to every believer who desires it. Okay, so 2 Corinthians 13, 14, ESV, I want to read this version, and I want to read a version I just love to read. ESV says the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you Yep, we get to walk in all three as one. Amen Okay, now the passion translation. I don't know if they'll have this on the screen I don't know if we have that version, but it says this Now may the grace and joyous favor of the Lord Jesus Christ the ambiguous love of God and the precious communion that we share in the Holy Spirit be yours continually. Amen. Oh, you got it up there. You got, Jason has been amazing throughout this whole thing. Wouldn't be able to do much of what we're doing without him. And uh, man, I love that he posted on our social media stuff a thanks to the media guys And let me just take a little time out here. I didn't even ask him to do that But it was just awesome These guys have learned a new system and they're just doing things on the fly and learning new things and it's been awesome Now may the grace and joyous favor of the lord jesus christ Isn't that awesome? What an invitation then the ambiguous love of god I don't even truly know what that word means, but it sounds awesome I even went to Tip City Schools. No, I'm just, just kidding. And the precious communion that we share with Holy Spirit, this communion, this fellowship, this breaking bread, this, this abiding, this, this being able to live and dwell in and with Holy Spirit, and then it finishes up that we share in the Holy Spirit, be yours when? Continually. Amen. Listen, I can't live on yesterday's bread just like the Israelites couldn't live on yesterday's manna. There's fresh bread coming continually. So we often refer to, you'll hear people say, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. That is a continual past present and future term and filling is continual i can't live off of last year's experience or last week's worship this is a continual relationship and it's not this one and done or one thing fix all it's this and that's why it's not an equation or a methodology holy spirit's a person jesus is a person god is a person who who loves communion who wants relationship who wants intimacy That is the point is that we live in continual intimacy and relationship with god Now now let me let me just finish this up. I forgot to set a timer like nicole did the last time she spoke so It's like I was kind of like man I was stressing out about this message because it's like when you when you're asked to speak on holy spirit It's like okay speak on a car speak on cars There's so much it's it's like speak on speak on the galaxy. There's so much the cosmos Like that's when he said he so loved the whole world, the cosmos, everything in it. It's like, okay, how do I just fit Holy Spirit into 30 minutes? So I'm doing my best. So we'll just go an hour and a half today. Okay. Who cares about the burgers and the hot dogs that are going to be cooking up in a little bit? I do, actually. I'm not going to lie. Okay. An invitation to the family. An invitation to intimacy an invitation to an overcoming life an invitation to be totally consumed by holy spirit be obsessed by holy spirit there's some versions in the bible that begin to talk about that like totally overwhelmed by holy spirit that's how i want to live and then romans 8 9 through 11 says this you however are not in the flesh but in the spirit if in fact the spirit of god dwells in you Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of what? Righteousness. Holy Spirit compels, convicts us to live in righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. Man, we don't any longer have to live by the flesh. We get to live in a spirit realm, an upgrade realm, right? An overcoming realm, a more than conqueror realm. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says it like this. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? Wow. That, that puts some things in perspective. Like, for me, a couple of years ago, I was convicted about my lifestyle and just how I was... And what I was doing my activity and just different things to me because I was like, man I, I I actually want to be like Functional when i'm in my 90s or like, um, I think evelyn predicted we are going to live to what 107 for me 106 for nicole And uh, I said, well, is she going to get remarried at 106 or is she going to live that last year alone? <laughs> she's like, no, she's not going to get remarried. I was like, okay so Anyway, uh, if that's the case you know, I, I don't want to live my last 50 years like not able to do anything. So I begin to be convicted of righteous things, of physical things, natural things. And um, so my body's a temple so that Holy Spirit can dwell there. So it's a cleansing. I, I got to repent and, and live in righteousness because of Holy Spirit. It's conviction. Last verse, and then we'll close. And uh, I don't know who's coming up for closing. It doesn't matter, whoever wants to. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. This is the last verse. And you also were included in christ when you heard the message of truth the gospel of your salvation When you believed you were marked in him with a seal the promised Holy spirit who is a deposit Guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are god's possession To the praise of his glory now, that's just a solid verse That's relevant. That's epic. That's legit Any other millennial words I can come up with? And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked with him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession, to the praise of his glory. What I'd love to do is, um, somebody's going to play, and I'd love to just give an invitation that maybe you're here and you've never asked Jesus to forgive you. Maybe you've never said that, that sinner's prayer or had that born-again experience. Maybe, maybe that's you. We never like to end any service without that foundational invitation into relationship with Messiah into eternity. So we're going to start there. And then all of us, let's, let's just ask Holy Spirit to fill us. We'll see what happens, but the next couple weeks we're going to go just a little deeper in the manifestations and the gifts and, and those types of things. Steve Justice spoke a message that I got a pretty couple good nuggets from last year. Um, but next week we're going to really talk about the day of Pentecost and the outpouring of Holy Spirit, the manifestation of Holy Spirit, the gifts of Holy Spirit. And in the third week we're going to talk about a fruitful life, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. But today I just want to say let's, let's just invite... Listen, this is the promised Holy Spirit That when he dwells in us We are no longer I that lives Galatians 2.20 But Christ that lives in us It's no longer I that lives Romans 8 as it was referencing I no longer get to have to dwell in the flesh Or the natural I'm now supernatural I'm now like superhero with Holy Spirit I'm nothing without him But I'm so much with him So why don't you just stand to your feet And let's just, let's just invite Holy Spirit into our hearts, into our midst, into our being. And I'd love to lead you all into a prayer. Maybe you've never said this, or maybe you just need a renewal. Maybe it's something that you've drifted away from the Lord, or you've never committed yourself to the Lord. Listen, He loved you so much, He created you. He loved you so much, He died for you. He loved you so much, He resurrected for you and he invites you into eternity with him but also gives you the gift of his spirit to live and dwell in you so just everybody say this: jesus we love you we thank you for being awesome jesus we thank you for coming to the earth we thank you that you who knew no sin took on our sin For the joy set before you, you endured the cross. So Jesus, we thank you for forgiving us. We thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. And we ask that you just forgive us of all our mistakes. We ask that you forgive us of our sins. Our shortcomings, and any time we've made a bad choice, we thank you for resurrecting and conquering death, hell, and the grave. We thank you for forgetting our sins as far as the east is to the west, and for burying them in the bottom of an ocean floor. To never let them control us or remind us of who we're not. We also thank you for removing all shame from our life right now. Now just in your own way, maybe just to yourself or however you're comfortable, just in your own way, begin to repent. Begin to just just empty yourself out before the Lord, maybe in your mind's eye in your heart. I'm just going to give you just a brief moment here just to ask forgiveness. Maybe, maybe through your whole life or maybe something recent. Just, just have a moment of repentance right now. Listen, sin is anything that, that displeases God, that doesn't please him or displeases him. It's anything falling short. It's just a little bit off compass. So just begin to repent in your own way and just ask forgiveness from your heart. thank you for repentance we thank you that it's not only apologizing and saying sorry but it's turning away from it's thinking differently about and turning away from so we repent as a body as individuals we repent jesus for falling short but lord we know that you now can dwell in us now listen i'm going to have a part two of this prayer I believe this, that when we begin to ask forgiveness and we repent, we are emptied out, we are cleansed. I believe if you said that prayer and you meant it from your heart, you are absolutely cleansed and free from sin now. I truly believe that. I believe what the Bible says and I believe what God says is true. All right? You are absolutely cleansed. Now, here's what I do believe also is that when we are emptied out and cleansed, he promises his Holy Spirit to fill us up. So now we can ask and invite Holy Spirit to live in us. So just, just begin to ask. So, Lord... Holy Spirit, come, fill us up. Don't let us just walk around empty, cleanse, fill us up. Fill us to the, just infilling of your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you that you empower, you give us purpose and, and presence, Jesus. Holy Spirit, fill us up. Let us overflow, Jesus. Let us be obsessed by you. Let us be possessed by you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, fill us up. Holy Spirit, overflow us infill us let there be an outpouring of Holy Spirit in, through, and around us in this place, in this house, in this ministry in this region, Jesus let there be an outpouring of your Holy Spirit thank you, Jesus thank you, Jesus now listen, you don't have to walk out empty you can walk out full and free the Bible says that when one sinner repents angels in heaven rejoice they throw a party for you and now we get to walk out free, empowered by Holy Spirit. I can't wait to do parts two and three next week. Just, just come with with expectation. Come with anticipation. All right, it's going to be fun. All right, it's it's not going to be weird. It's going to be biblical. <laughs> so, w- biblical is never weird unless we make it weird. So, um, there is order. There is order and divine order in the kingdom. Uh, but sometimes it looks fun. So.